0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, welcome into the Reds Hot Stove League. We are presented by the Holy Grail Banks, Budweiser, and UDF. I'm Jim Day, sitting in the chair solo tonight, but that's not going to stop us from having a very entertaining hour. Coming up later in the hour, we're going to be joined by John Fay in studio, the longtime beat writer of the Cincinnati Inquirer, and we are going to be talking everything Hot Stove League surrounding the Cincinnati Reds and taking your calls, 513-749-7000. 513-749-7000 is your number to dial us up, and we would love to talk to as many people as we can. That coming up, but right now, what a way to kick off the show. It is the first baseman of your Cincinnati Reds, Joey Votto, kind enough to join us here on the show. Joey, how you doing?
1: Good. I wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't for you, Jim. Thanks for having me. How can you hear me, by the way? I'm on speaker right now. Are you okay?
0: Uh, we're good. I think we're good. That's pretty good speakerphone right there. Oh, but, nice. <laughs> how are things in just in general, uh, life in general? It's a crazy world right now. How are you doing?
1: Uh, I have no complaints. I uh, – I'm up here in Ontario, Canada and uh, we're we're similar to parts of the United States in lockdown and uh we're just chipping away at this uh at this stretch of time. I mean, it's uh I I can only speak for myself. It's been a challenge in a lot of ways, but um yeah, almost there.
0: What would be the temperature right now in Ontario? <laughs> it's a large province. Um <laughs> I don't know. It's
1: like 28 right now outside. Something like
0: that. Did you just drive a Fahrenheit or Celsius would be much lower, right? I got got to give a shout-out to Canada with the Celsius.
1: It's definitely – that was a Fahrenheit response.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, about 28. About 20. It's
1: cool outside. It's pretty.
0: Yeah, you are good, man. You know that uh, you're on an American show, so you've got to do the Fahrenheit. That's uh, well played. Hey, uh, has the – now time has gone by. Has the – the disappointment, well, the excitement for one getting into the playoffs, uh, and at the same time, the disappointment from the playoffs has uh, it begun to subside at all?
1: Uh, well, you know, the tricky thing about this year's playoffs is is that uh, you know there were so many more teams. So the question, you know, did we did we really, you know, the bar was set a little bit lower. I'm not sure how much how much we achieved. Um, not to not to be. Not to be uh, crappy about it, but you know, our objective was to win a championship and we fell very short. We fell short. And, um, you know, uh, I can't believe how quickly the season ended and, uh, I can't believe the missed opportunity. I really felt strongly about uh, the team. I felt like we were the sort of team that could get hot offensively and be really steady, uh, pitching wise and, uh, two games. Basically lost them both, one nothing, and then you go home. And uh, you know, I'm at I'm at the stage now in my career and in my in my uh, tenure with the Reds where you know I care deeply about uh, about the fans having that special experience. And uh, this year felt like a missed opportunity, but we'll come back next year and perform well. And and um, I'm excited about it.
0: It was an odd season in so many ways, 160 games, obviously the, the pandemic and uh, the protocols in place. Something that I noticed from afar, and I wasn't in the clubhouse, I wasn't with you guys uh, you know, closely, uh, but it seemed like a lot more vets, veterans struggled with the situation. Maybe it was the breaking of their routines that they're used to, but can you explain the offensive numbers being down like they were particularly for the Reds?
1: Uh, i i don't know i i i couldn't tell you um I, I, yeah it, it was pretty clear that there was uh a lot of guys that that would would admit that they performed um not up to their capabilities uh offensively it was an odd year short seasons of summer camp but you know uh every other team had to deal with that and um I, I don't know. I can speak for me. I mean, it took me a good bit to get going. I felt good from the get go, but I've obviously made, I obviously made some adjustments along the way. Um, you know, we, hopefully, we get an opportunity next year to play a, a full season, and and uh, I think guys will guys will be able to show themselves for sure.
0: Have you had any um, feedback from the Players Association or the Reds or your agent or anyone of? of what the 2021 season might look like? Has there been any talk whatsoever, any feedback you've received?
1: I've heard, I have good news. I have good news. Uh, they've decided that uh, instead of 162 games, we're going to make up for last year, and we're going to play 262 with full pay. <laughs> so I've got good news for all the players. We're going get,
0: to uh, get that
1: 100 games
0: back. So pop wow. the bottles. Wow. <laughs> if only I were paid per game.
1: Wow! Oh, uh, Should have worked that in, um, Jim. We, we tried to negotiate you into the deal, but they just had something, something against you and that, uh, you and that uh, yeah. shirt that, shirt that I gave you. So <laughs> yeah. you run up the hill. No, I, I don't know. I haven't really heard anything. I haven't been paying much attention to it. I'll be honest with you. Last year's experience, I thought that. Um, you know, you listen in, you keep keep track of it, but ultimately, uh, there's there was, you know, there was a pretty clear sort of negotiation between a small group and and uh, and and the owner. So, um, you know, I'm going to just try to get ready for spring training and try to prepare like any other season. And um, I think that that's probably the route I'm going to go on this. And I'll 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 basically uh, be ready whenever they tell me to be ready.
0: It's always interesting for me over the years to watch your approach and the little nuances of the game. Maybe it's uh, your stance or the, just the way that you're, you're approaching things. And This past season, we saw uh, you more upright in the batter's box. You were choking down on the bat. Um, are we seeing you changing your approach be as, and everyone deals with this, as Father Time looms? Do you have to adjust?
1: I think I did. In the past, probably prematurely, and um, I think the last little bit of the the season reminded me that holy cow, there's still plenty left in the tank. And I I was, I think, trying to beat. You know, I guess it would be. You know, every player wants a repeatable style of play, and um, certainly offensively, which is which can be a real challenge, where you can go, you know, two or four weeks. You know, with a good swing and good work, but have very few results uh, to show for it. And so that can be a real challenge uh, in terms of maintaining optimism, confidence, not tinkering, sticking with, with the, the approach and plan in general. And, I'm, you know, I'm, I, I don't like I'm the type of player, uh, maybe person, but certainly the type of player I like to be in control. I like to predict. Uh, I, I like to like I like to like know that I'm going to be successful And, um, and so I've always tried to create a a style that, uh, that, you know, allows me to feel like I I have that sort of control. And, and over the last little bit, um, you know, with some changes to the defense and with some changes to the pitching style, um, I found that I've lost, I lost that control. And so I more or less, you know after the benching i I went back to no I didn't go back I actually you know what I would say go back a hybrid version of the way that I hit when I first came up, and uh it actually paid off. I couldn't believe how quickly how quickly um I started performing well. I was scared, you know scared that I had lost my like power power, like the ability to hit the ball hard and far, hit the ball through defenses. Uh, be difficult to defend. Uh, and then all of a sudden it started showing up when I, when I started taking more aggressive swings, like you said, choking down on the bat, um, more of a leg kick, taller stance, topping some of the guys in the game. You know, I, I I had my very, very own style, very distinct style that, you know, I, I was successful with and had really high-end success with. And then the game changed and I was no longer as high and successful with it and um you know tuning into some of the other players that i admire i mean there's too many of them to name but it just seemed like everybody was standing up taller taking more aggressive swings more willing to swing at a ball in the dirt and more willing to you know get fooled in general or swinging a ball in general and uh so i started trying that because that was more or less how i hit when i was younger and it paid off. It paid off really quickly, and I was really happy about that. And the best part was that with more reps and more game, all of a sudden it started to shape into something not only I was familiar with, but I, was, I, I, I came up doing when I was a younger player, which, which felt very natural to me. And that was felt good. You know, that felt good. And, uh, you know, uh, I look forward to taking that into the upcoming season, and I'm working on that right now.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Look forward to it as well. I can't believe how uh, time flies in a segment. I know you got to get to, like, some Spanish lessons, right? Still taking Spanish lessons, is that right?
1: Uh, Yeah, my uh, my teacher, Ruth, she's on pause right now. We just got <laughs> done. So.
0: Well, I'll let you get back to Ruth. We really appreciate you calling in and giving us some insight, and maybe we'll uh, try to dial you up here uh, later on here in the off season if you're willing.
1: Yeah, hit me up anytime, Jim, and, and uh, I'll uh, – I'm looking forward to seeing you, hopefully sooner than later.
0: Yep, likewise. All right, my friend, uh, have a good one. If I don't speak with you, happy holidays. All right, take care, Jim. Thank you. All right, that is Joe Ivano, Reds first baseman. We thank him for interrupting his Spanish lessons. Still teaching the brain. I love that. When we come back, John Fay of the Cincinnati Inquirer will be joining us. We'll be taking your calls, 513-749-7000. You're listening to the Reds Hot Stove League, presented by the Holy Grail Banks, Budweiser, and UDF. You're listening to the Reds Hot Stove League, presented by, uh, that would be the Holy Grail Banks, Budweiser, and UDF. I'm Jim Day, and my pleasure to welcome in, you know him from the Cincinnati Enquirer, Cincinnati.com longtime beat writer of the Reds, who recently announced his retirement. Oh, no, John Fay, you can't retire. We brought (laughs) you right back in here to the Hot Stove League. How you doing, my friend?
2: I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I'm I'm a little... uh... I told you before we came on the air that when something happens with the Reds, I'm ready to react to it. And I don't really, have, you know, <laughs> yeah. I can talk to my wife about it, I suppose. And I, <laughs> I put a couple things on Twitter, but it's, 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 it's a, it's a little different, but I'm, I'm, I'm happy with what I did.
0: Well, you still have a, a large following on Twitter and still have your hands on the pulse of the Cincinnati Reds and baseball. Um, I'm not going to ask you about retirement because you're what you're a week into it. Yeah. <laughs> Three <laughs> or four days. It's been great. Um, It's such an unusual time in the world, obviously, and baseball not immune to that. Uh, We've talked about off-seasons. This is going to be the most unprecedented off-season we've seen. And we say that – we seem to say that every off-season. But this one in particular, this is real. This is a whole different dynamic. Um, Are you surprised at what you're seeing? I mean, no one's doing much. And COVID has really affected baseball maybe more than other entities.
2: Yeah, I, I think in an ordinary off season right now, the Reds would have their season ticket number pretty well dialed in so they can set their budget by that. Right now, they don't know if – they're going to have fans, but how many, they don't know. Um, and I think a lot depends on what goes on with COVID. And uh, they've obviously made some moves to move some money around um, to not offer a contract to uh, Archie Bradley and uh, – and, and uh, Kurt Casali, those were financial moves. Mm-hmm. So was the, the trade of uh, Rocio Iglesias. Um, although we were talking about that a little bit, he only had one more year left. I, he was going to make nine million dollars. I, I think it was, they may have traded him anyway in a, in a normal off season if they mm-hmm. could get much for him. So I, 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 I think that's a sign that they're. Tr- but as Nick Kroll told the writers yesterday, that they're trying to move some money around so they can they can make some moves. They do they do have a big hole at shortstop, yeah. Uh, so they have some money to spend there. I, I don't think they're by any means done, and I don't think it's a, a total salary dump. I I just think they're they're trying to get it in order so they can uh, fill their their needs more so than than just uh, bring back the same guys.
0: The Galicia move didn't surprise me at all. Archie uh, Bradley maybe a little bit, but if they are trying to work around some funds to reallocate, um, to uh, address some needs elsewhere, then, you know, I understand it. Uh, the rumors out there about, and, and Nick Kroll has addressed this, and I give him credit for, uh, you know, mostly you get the general manager speak of, uh, you know, we're, we're not shopping around Sunny Gray, which they may not might not be. Um, But he said, listen, we talk about everyone just because we take a call on a guy. Yes, we've talked about him. That doesn't mean we're going to do anything. Um, But I was a little surprised that his name was thrown out there as a possible trade target. But I think Nick Craw addressed it very, very well.
2: Yeah, I I think with anybody, you you throw the name out there. The the reason that surprised me is he has a very team favorable contract. You're not going to be able to get a pitcher of his caliber. To, to step in for the money he's making. I think he mm-hmm. makes like $10 million a year. But, again, you have to listen because if you get a controllable guy who's not, not even – he's going to make the, the major league minimum, which is about 550000 or something like that for a couple years. Yeah, you want him if, if, if he can plug in. But there, it, it I think it would just have to be like the perfect storm to, 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 to trade him. Because if you take him and Trevor Bauer both out of the rotation, you're you're losing on an ordinary season. You're losing 400 innings, so you have to find that somewhere. Um, and it, it's really tough to find that kind of guy that can take Sonny Gray's innings and make less money than Sonny Gray. So I I, I think I, I, again I I think Jim Bowden was the classic example of that that he would throw everyone out there and, and see if anything happened, and it and it usually doesn't. I, I think teams listen to offers on all kinds of guys, yeah. and it's it, it's it's always the, there's been internal discussions about some player. Well, right? Does that mean two guys in the Reds front row office are walking down the hall talking about Mike Trout? I think something yeah. I think sometimes there's that much to it. I, th- I think there's a little more to this because because we've seen the situation where they've moved money that they I think they are listening with all their veteran guys because it's really hard to get the budget in control and then. Be able to add unless you move some substantial money
0: yeah and another thing nick crawl talked about general manager of the reds is in which i i've talked about for several years when you're a small market team you have to be creative and i loved when that sentence came out of his mouth and, and that means making hard decisions that also means trading guys at the right time Only, though, if you're developing players and you can move younger players in and have a mix of veterans. Now, maybe that's where the Reds have fallen a little short. We'll talk about being a small market team and the constraints sometimes that puts on you. We'll talk about, all right, who's going to be the closer now? And we're going to take your calls, 513-749-7000. The immortal John Fay, one of my favorite dudes, sitting in the chair... We would not let him retire, folks. It was not happening. All right, the Hot Stove League, presented by the Holy Grail Banks, Budweiser, and UDF, rolls on. I'm Jim Day, sitting next to John Faye, longtime Pete Ryder of the Cincinnati Enquirer, and John wants to make sure that you know holiday scoreboard messages are now available for a donation to the Reds Community Fund at Reds.com/slash-gifts-gift-message. And don't forget to visit Reds5050.com to participate in the holiday jackpot that's already over $19,000. Two great ways to support the youth baseball, softball, and education programs of the Reds Community Fund. We were just sitting here talking, and uh, you made a very good point. You're like, I haven't seen such and such our colleagues that we usually hang out with like the whole season. And I just realized this is the first time you and I have been face-to-face. I mean, we spend so much time together during the season. And uh, I, I guess I miss my friends. I miss my colleagues.
2: Well, I, uh, I, th-
0: I thought what happened with COVID
2: was it took all the fun parts out of our job, kind of yeah. hanging out, just uh, right. talking and, and just mingling with, with the other people in the media and, and the players. You had no contact with the players at all, which which made our jobs – I wouldn't say more difficult but just different. For instance, if if a player made a bad play, just one bad play, didn't didn't change the whole game, but you could go up and ask him after right. words what he was thinking or whatever, but in order we had th- we'd get three or four people on Zoom. So if a guy's barely involved, you, you didn't get a chance or it right. was something you might ask him about the next day. So we didn't have a lot of those chances. There was, there was no nuance to what we did.
0: Very little breaking news. You guys all had the same interviews, the right. same information. It made my job hard, that's for sure. I get little nuggets here and there just by hanging out hanging yeah. around. It yeah. made it a little more difficult. But you know what? Everyone is dealing with a tough time and a tough year, so uh, cry no tears for us. You yeah, talk for a living and John who pounds a keyboard for a living. Uh, we're taking your calls 513-749-7000, 1-800-THE-BIG-1, and pound 700 if you're on AT&T. And let's go to Jeff, who's calling from Tennessee, wants to talk about shortstop position. How you doing, Jeff? Uh, buddy, you just made my day, uh, Jim, uh, getting to talk to you
1: and, and, uh, watching you call in the Reds games. That, that's, that's, such a thrill.
0: Well, I appreciate it, Jeff. Uh, we thank you for calling in. What's on your mind, yes, sir? Well, I, uh, well, I've, I've been a, a a Reds fan for sixty-four years, and uh, God bless you. I, <laughs> I, I I just am wondering about their shortstop uh, situation and whether they sign him a starter, John? Well,
2: I, I think they'll they'll be involved in the Francisco Lindor trade talks. I, I think they would love to have him, whether even they have, for a
0: year, yeah, even. But,
2: well, I, th- I think if they, they made the trade for him, they'd try to sign him, mm-hmm. much like they did with, with Sonny Gray. If, uh, I, I, don't, I don't know if he'd give him a window
0: like Sonny Gray did to. We're talking about someone that might break the bank. We're talking right. about top right. ten player in the game, if not yeah. top five.
2: And, but I, I, think, I, th- I think they'd look at it and, and, and try. The, the, the problem is they've traded a lot of their prospects. They, they're not mm. very top-heavy. Um, and and I, I, think, I think they're still going to go for it this year. Um, that's just my feeling. Um, I don't think Bob Castellini is going to give up on twenty 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 one 2021, because of some of these moves you've seen. And I think he's a guy that can get you over the top. I, I wouldn't rule that out. Uh, other than that, I think they look at a one-year solution since uh, Jose Garcia is pretty close. I think right now he could he could play defense and, and hold his own. Mm-hmm. Um, they brought him up prematurely, admittedly. Uh, because of the hole there last year, and he struggled a little bit at the plate, but we saw him in spring training. Um, very impressive young guy, um, young. So I, I think he's a short shortstop of the future. I I, I I I wouldn't rule out Lindor. I just think that they tried to get him the year before. I think if if, if they may try to make the move and then and then see how it works out once he gets here.
0: We talked about. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Jeff.
1: Uh, no, I, I just I was I just going to ask you. Uh, if there is a uh, – what about Lodolo? Is he ready?
0: Nick Lodolo? Yeah. It's probably not initially. I would think they would want him to get some uh, innings at the higher levels of the minor leagues. So We had good reports from Prasco, the alternate site. Um, you know, we're talking about – there have been guys who have skipped right over the, the minor leagues – uh, Mike Leake, probably the latest example for the Reds. It, it's possible, but I don't know. They usually take time. I, I think they rushed Garcia up, yeah. and we saw what happened there. I think they might be a little hesitant. Yeah, it's just hard. Did he, he what, what, what he'd go 180? That's his average wasn't it? Uh, it was somewhere around there. Yeah, it was. It was a mighty struggle, no doubt about that.
2: But I think with Ladolo and any other guy, they they didn't get that year in the minor leagues. If he had gone. He probably was started at double-A, and if he had been successful there, I think he would have a better chance to make it out of spring training. Um, he's left-handed. He throws pretty hard. His his forte is his control. So um, I'd I I'd be surprised if he makes it out of spring training, but I wouldn't rule out him being up before the year's over.
0: He's certainly going to be in that mix, and there's going to be, as we speak now, uh, at least one opening in, in the rotation. And the, the good news is they've got a lot of talent to compete for that one spot. Uh, we've got Mike hanging on from Lyman. We'll get to you on the other side. 513-749-7000, 1-800-THE-BIG-1, pound 700 on AT&T. This is the Reds Hot Stove League, presented by the Holy Grail Banks, Budweiser, and UDF. <laughs> the Reds Holiday Gift Pack is on sale right now, starting only at $40. This year's gift pack includes Four ticket credits, two Reds Hall of Fame and Museum tickets, and an oversized Senzel bobblehead. Purchase the holiday gift pack today at the Reds Kiosk. It's located in the Kenwood Town Center, or you can log on to Reds.com/slash holiday with Jim or with Jim Day. See, this is what happens when we have similar names because people sometimes have called me Jim Fay. I'm sure they've gotten John Day. With John Fay, I'm Jim Day. It's the Reds Hot Stove League, presented by the Holy Grail Banks, Budweiser, and UDF. Talking Reds baseball tonight, we got Mike in Lima hanging on. Mike, what's happening?
1: Um, well, I want to start off by saying that I'm not a big fan of these one-year deals. So uh, I think I've got a, a better plan for the, the, the shortstop position. What do you got? Which, which would be you move Suarez to short. And then you move Moustakas back to third. And then you move Senzel to second. And you could could have Aquino play center or if I was in charge, I would re-sign the best defensive center fielder in baseball and won Billy Hamilton. And That's not going to cost you a whole lot of money.
0: Well, a few things on that front. One, uh, I think the Reds would love to be able to move Masakas to third base. But when you have Suarez there, and Suarez, he came up as a shortstop. But his body has changed. He's put on some weight. um, It's good weight. It's not bad weight. He's put on some weight. uh, his, His range isn't what it used to be, and now even though you don't have to have as much range with all the shifting, defensive shifting going on, I think that ship has sailed of him playing shortstop. That's just my opinion. A few years ago, I was in a different opinion. I was in your boat. I was like, hey, let's move Suarez to shortstop. That solves a lot of problems. I think that ship has sailed. John, what do you think?
2: Yeah, I, I I would be surprised if they did. Um, the, the other The other side of it is, I would not be stunned if they traded him. He has another friendly contract, and you could move Mostakas to to uh, to third and find someone to play second base because that's that's an easier position to mm-hmm. fill. I, I think with Sinzel, I, I don't see him moving again. I think they've moved him enough. I think all they want from him is for him to be healthy. I think he's a he's. A Good enough, he's a major league average, maybe above center fielder, but the guy just hasn't been able to stay healthy, so i I don't think they want to put that added pressure on him to move back so I, i'd be I'd be surprised if if they made any of those moves. Not that they're not a good well, idea,
0: but uh, yeah I, I lo- you know, I love me some Billy Hamilton. Watching him play the field is just it's awesome. it's enjoyable to watch, but if most likely not going to have the universal dH in the national League in 2021, so you're going to have you know one hole in your lineup as a pitcher. You, might have, you, you don't want to have too many holes right now in the lineup, and he's proven, unfortunately, Billy, that he would be a hole in the lineup. I, I would be surprised uh, with that move.
2: Well, the one thing you, you mentioned, the DH, they need to make that decision because teams have to plan. I think it, you, you, you're looking at a, a whole different uh, makeup of your roster if you have the DH or not. I, I'm surprised they haven't made the def- – Definitive decision. I think the Reds are set pretty well if they have it, but you'd like to know. I, I think the other thing, if if, if they did that, if, if the DH is around, I think you could see Misakis play some some first base and Vado Votto right. DH some. So I, I, think I think until they find that out, there's a, there's a lot of uh, balls in the air to, to just try to figure out your lineup because they have to do something differently. I mean, they did make the playoffs; they were over 500, but they were a bad offensive team. They just yeah. they just did not hit for average. That's why I think. Maybe Lindor's not the guy, but I think that's what they have to look at—a guy that can hit for average and get on base. Uh, they, they've got enough guys that can hit the ball out of the ballpark, but they just didn't get off base enough um, and, and didn't get didn't get the base hits. They they uh, struck out more time more times than they had singles. That's an incredible stat.
0: You know, I would love for them to make the decision. There's so much riding on the DH. Um, you know, everyone thinks it's it's going to be a bargaining chip. The, the collective bargaining agreement between the owners and the players is up after the twenty twenty one season. So, it's my estimation that the they're, they will be holding that back and using the D. Okay, we'll give you the DH in twenty twenty two. Twenty twenty one is going to be no DH in the National League. It's going to be a bargaining chip and collective bargaining. That's just my opinion.
2: Yeah, I, I think it it makes more sense for competitive-wise and everything else, to to, to do it and, and then keep it consistent if they're going to go because everybody thinks they're going to go with it uh, in 22 f- permanently. So I, I think if you're going to do that, why not just do it this year? Because I think teams kind of got used to it. And I, I didn't think I'd like it. And I I really – you didn't notice the difference most games, you know. It wasn't –
0: Well, th- I was just shocked that they didn't hit better. The, you know, the numbers of the DH were down as well. So it was – It was weird. We got one more segment to go. We'll step aside for a break. We're with John Fay. I'm Jim Day. You're listening to the Reds Hot Stove League, presented by the Holy Grail Banks, Budweiser, and UDF. For a legendary show, we need legendary music, like the music that the sheriff Dave Keaton just queued up. It is the Reds Hot Stove League, presented by the Holy Grail Banks, Budweiser, and UDF. Did I oversell it? Maybe just a little bit. I'm Jim Day with John Fay, longtime beat writer of the Cincinnati Inquirer. We will not let him retire. He's in here working, and we love it. Marcella Glacius traded away from the Reds to the Angels. Uh, They got a a reliever in return who, you know, I've heard good things about Ramirez, uh, but it begs the question of who's going to close for the Reds in 2021. They got some good care... um, Candidates, We might see a closer by committee, but if you're going to list maybe four guys that will be in the mix for it, uh, Amir Garrett would be one. Michael Lorenzen, and he, they said that he's going to come into camp bidding for a starting job, so he could perhaps go stay in the bullpen, be the closer. T.J. Antone, who was shown great things during his rookie season. I'm really excited about the future for him. And then there's Lucas Sims, who made the ascension. I mean, he you want to talk about a poster boy for taking someone that has all the analytical numbers, the spin rate, and molding that into a solid reliever. That's Lucas Sims. He's got a shot to be the closer.
2: Yeah, he'd be my pick right now. The thing that I know, I know about Sims that the catchers don't know if it's a slider or his curveball sometimes. I mean, it, it, his, both his breaking pitches are really good. Um, he has a little bit of trouble commanding his fastball, but he had a, he had a terrific year, um, very low whip, low ERA, the whole works. I, he's a smart guy. Um, I, I think, I think he, my guess is he'll get the bulk of the saves if they, they don't bring someone in or save opportunities, but I would rather see them go with more by a committee. I mm-hmm. think that that's the way to go. Um, it, it, if you if, if, the it lines up where left handers are coming up to end the game, Amir Garrett's the choice. Uh, left handers right. just can't hit the guy. So I, I think they do have good choices. Um, I think either Antone or Lorenzen will probably end up in that fifth starter spot. Uh, so one, one of those two will be eliminated and, and uh, Antone's another one where th- you got to give the Reds credit. They took a guy who wasn't even on the radar going in, coming out of spring training, the original spring training, and and, and got big outs for him down the stretch. So I think some of the things they've done, um, Derek Johnson and uh, and the other people they've brought in, have, have gotten a lot out of pitchers. And I, I I think they're they're well set. Are are they as good as they were before they uh, traded uh, Glacius and and um, didn't offer Bradley a contract? Yeah, they're, they're not, but uh, I think they can, they can find some guys, but they, they do have some pretty good candidates for the back end.
0: Well, we pundits like to uh, break things down and analyze things. The key thing to remember is we are months away from the season and maybe even farther down the road. Who knows what's going to happen uh, with COVID in 2021? So as we sit here, and we're speaking as we sit here now, uh, a lot could happen, and if they are going to reallocate funds – and go out and get players, and you think they are, uh, we could be talking about a whole different scenario.
2: Yeah, yeah, and I I think uh, um, guys that were non-tendered, there were 55 of them, and that's on top of the free agents. There's there's 100 guys out there probably or more who played in the major leagues last year that don't have jobs right now. So I I think you're going to see a lot of movement. I think teams are going to kick it down – kick the can down the road a little bit and, and see what happens with COVID and, and they can set their budgets a little better. But And I, I think players are going to end up signing for less than they thought. It's it's just a, a different year. And I think some of them will say, bet on themselves, I'm going to take a one-year deal for less than I probably could have gotten. And, and if, if I play up to my potential, I'll be able to sign that bi- bigger deal. Um. So, yeah, I think I think a lot's going to happen. Not, not much has happened for any team up till All this right. point.
0: And the National League Central, you got to think, uh, outside of the Cubs, you know, we're talking about medium markets, small markets, although the Cardinals could be considered maybe upper level of that just because of their fan base. But uh, I don't foresee the, the division doing much.
2: Yeah, you, you saw uh, Kyle Schwarber got uh, got non-tendered. So the, not, the Reds aren't the only one looking to reallocate funds and, and do that kind of thing. I think right. everybody's. Budget is less than it would have been if, if they would
0: have played a normal season last year. All right, where can fans badge you? I mean, follow you on social media?
2: I think I'm still John Fayman dot or whatever. What John Fayman. Yeah, John <laughs> Fayman. I'm still around. My, my Twitter uh, feed is still alive.
0: Well, that is beautiful. Thank you for coming in and enjoy retirement. I am. I will. <laughs> John Fay, one of my favorite guys just to sit around and shoot the breeze with because you, my friend, are a funny, funny guy. Thanks for tuning in to the Reds Hot Stove League here on the Reds Radio Network. I'm Jim Day. We'll see you on down the line.